For as long as I've known the NBA, it's been a stars league. But even among the stars, there's an exclusive club. Russell, Dr. J, Jordan, Kobe. They're all part of a select group that paved the way for the NBA superstar of today. And some even shared secrets with each other along the way. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Jackie McMullen, and this is the Icons Club. It's the Ringer NBA show presented by FanDuel. The road to the NBA Finals starts now, and FanDuel is the best place to get in on the action. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Quick Bets, which are back and better than ever for the NBA playoffs on FanDuel. Find out what you're looking for faster and easier with more props right at your fingertips. You can check out live bets like three-minute markets and exclusive live bets like quarter player props, player assist combos, and more. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available. And listen to the end of the episode for additional details. Must be 21 years and older. 18 and older in D.C. and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. This episode is supported by State Farm. Man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. What's poppin'? Logan Murdoch here. My dog, my OG, my homie is back. Roger Bell's back in the building. Hey, buddy, how you doing? I'm back, baby. I'm off a of spring break, refreshed, fresh off the slopes. Hey, man. Let's, let's, let's get we, it. I, we usually just have a rundown. I just really want to talk about our breaks and your break, dog. I really, you were, you had seemed like you had a phenomenal time. Where do you want to start? Do you want to start like in Utah? Or are we going to go to like what you did over the weekend? Where we where you want to start, bro? I mean, I don't know, man. Like, I okay, let's start here. So Utah was fantastic. Like, I mean, it was a little warm. Um, my kids want want like freshly fallen snow. We didn't get that, but it was beautiful nonetheless. Like the, the scenery out there, the people are always great. Like, you know, like you just, it just reminds you when you go out there how dope of a place it can be. Um, Skiing was was fantastic. My son took an unofficial to University of Utah football, which was super, super hospitable and, and welcoming. And all of that was dope. But we had an accident on the slopes our last day there. Um, we were on a blue. My son, Ty, was going down first because he's a little daredevil. And he hit a bit of ice, spun around. And his brother, Dia, ran into him and sliced his hand open because he wasn't wearing his damn gloves. So we're on the mountain, like, I don't know, 100 yards down this blue with a gash wide open on his hands. Um, okay. Ski patrol has to slide in. Boom. The guy looks at it. He's like, oh, I haven't had to do this in seven years. Cuts his jacket off, tourniquets his arm. And he's telling me like he might've severed these tendons and nerves. I'm like, oh shit. What? It's, the, it's quarterback, right? No, this is the other one. And this is left hand. So like, okay. All right. when, when they cut the jacket off, 
and then they tourniquet the arm. I, like I go into straight like panic mode. I'm like, oh shit, yeah. I gotta stay calm. So I don't know if you've ever seen a dude like take someone down the mountain. They put you in a sled behind them. Oh, word. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a rickshaw. So he's got the two handles and he's skiing you down the mountain. This sure. brother started sliding sideways down a mountain at full speed. And we are only being controlled by him, just sliding. So he's he clearly loses. a pro, though. He's doing his thing, right? Like he's, he's not big, even worried. He is a bad man. And but he hit a bump, Logan, okay. and lost his skis. And our rickshaw slash sled is now out of control, running him over. When I tell you we got right to the edge of a cliff, I oh. mean, this man was hanging oh, off the edge of a cliff, dog, with us on it. And he still figured out a way to get his damn skis on and get us to the ambulance. Fine. He was a boss. Bro, was he even phased by all this? I, my son was crying. I feared for my life. And this dude was hanging off the edge of a cliff, one ski on, one ski off, looking back at me like, no, dog, you're fine. I got you. Calm down. Chill the and, fuck out. And he has so. This is a Tuesday, okay? You don't calm down, please. Some of the wildest shit, bro. It was it was a really cool trip, but that was just a wild story from. Oh my goodness! And, and then we you saw guys, was, You saw Boo Boo. I yeah, boo-boo. that was one of my highlights of um the week because you put Boo Boo in the chat. You were like, "Hey guys," because you didn't think you were going to see him. Oh, quick story. So I was I I would. It's funny. We'll get to this in a second. How our like trips kind of aligned with each other mm-hmm. because. I was in Brooklyn, just chilling, kicking it with some folks. Saw Charles home. Saw um, some just some friends in Brooklyn. Just you know, saw some peeps. Don't and you know. one of the peeps that I saw was Boo Boo. Yeah. I saw him, and I'm yeah. like, "Hey, you know, um, I don't know if there's another side of this, but hey, I was like, hey, Boo Boo, Ra Ra's gonna be in Park City. I did, I did. That's I did. how he knew. That's how he yeah. knew. So I I said this right, and I was like, I saw, I see him. And I'm like, hey, boo-boo. I see him in... Also, boo-boo ba- walks to the beat of his own drum at all times. He's all like, times. he's just like... Every, he doesn't always have a scarf on, but he has big scarf energy at all times. Just like, hi, hi, hey, how you doing? So I go, I say, hey, boo-boo. One, thanks for coming on the pod. Two, rah-rah's in your hood, right? And he's like, tell him to call me. <laughs> right? <laughs> And I'm like, word. But then I'm like, fuck, because I don't know if Raja wanted me to tell him. And I like really just I, I didn't know on that end. But I, we we saw Boris Dia and, and I, I told him that you were going to be in his hood. Our worlds are connected because um, first of all, I didn't know that Boris was I thought Boris might be on the boat like in in French Polynesia or something. I didn't know he was going to be in Utah, um, but he did tell me, but didn't say Logan. He said somebody told me you were out there, but just. Again, man, Boris, it's a perfect place for him because as I'm talking about Utah being so welcoming, Boris was like, hey, man, uh, what are you guys doing? You guys can come down. I will cook you dinner like we'll do. And I'm like, Boris, bro, we could just grab a beer. He was like, no, I'm going to cook you guys dinner. You'll come to the house. Is he extra like that? Is he just like, I have to do this? And it it didn't work out because it wound up being the same day my son like slid open his hand. So he wound up having to just come have beers. But just, you know, great people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was good. He was like, oh, oh. Oh, Rara's in my hood? Yeah. Tell him to call me. Yeah. It was great. And then our worlds collide again because also I want to preface this by saying you're fake as fuck. You are fake. You are a fake motherfucker. I just want to preface that by saying that because <laughs> wow. all throughout this podcast, all the real ones really know this. All the real ones know when I bring this up what's going on. You always say, 
I'm not going out the house for nobody. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. I am not going out the house. I don't do that shit. I don't go, I don't mingle with you peasants at the arenas. Okay. Mm. I'm here to watch my basketball in my, the comfort of my own house where I can rewind and fast forward to my own leisure. This is what I'm going to do. Right. Correct. You say that you, you, you would agree that you say that a lot, right? You say that you say, I can't do anything. It's It's too much of a hassle. 99.9% of the time. It's true. um, And then, and then we also know this, we and you, this is no secret. All the real ones know me and you have been really critical of a one Kyrie Irving. Right. So there's two things, right? So apparently, you know, the, uh, apparently the, uh, the Nets are in Miami-Dade County. Mm-hmm. And um, Raja, a couple weeks ago, was saw the saw it on the calendar and was like, I don't think I'm going to that shit. I'm not going to that shit, right? I'm not going. Fuck them. I'm not going. You know, just like yeah. really just sticking his chest out like how Ra-Ra does, right? Because sometimes he's just too good to go to NBA arenas, right? <laughs> so imagine my surprise, um, you know, a couple days ago, when um, you know, I'm just looking at the chat, and I see, I see Raja sends a text of him, <laughs> excuse me, of him hugging Kyrie, right, <laughs> with the caption, "Me and Kyrie making up," <laughs> and it's a live photo too. So you click through it, and it's it's Raja just come uh. here, just just fool, just come here, buddy, right, uh, yeah, and then. You can just take it from there, Raja. What what happened? So what's going right, on? Let me paint. You tried to paint the picture. I'll paint it. I'll paint it better. What was supposed to happen was Steve Nash and company were coming to town, and you know our house just got remodeled. We had a lot of stuff going on. We we're gonna have him and the wife up. Um, probably my buddy David Vanterpool as well, who's also on that staff, just to kind of kick it. You know. Also, uh, nice brief time around the Nets. It's really just fucking. Uh, it's 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 Suns East. It's just Suns East. Absolutely. So Amari's there. Saw Boo Boo, Vanderpool's there. Um, at the time, Nash, obviously. At the time, I, I didn't really put two and two together. But the plan was to have them over, and then I didn't have to go to the game, right? Like they were gonna come over and you know kick it with us, and then I've seen everybody. I don't have to go to the game necessarily because I don't really love going to the game. Because you're a Virgo and you're antisocial sometimes. Yes, I don't like people, but it didn't work out. And so my sons were like, you know, you do things for your kids, Logan. You'll figure this out that you that like you don't want to do. You just make the sacrifice. And they wanted to go. So I called in one of those favors that you told me I was able to call in from time to time. And which one'd you do? Which one'd you do? Look at which one'd you do? I'm not giving you my plug, dog. I'm not giving you my plug. I called in a favor. So mm, okay. my middle son, you know this. I don't know if the listeners know. He is a Kyrie Stan. Has loved him from day one. Um, Kyrie was really good to him and my older boy. Like they love Kyrie. Quick side note to the story of the story about your middle son. Yep. When when I remember, remember when you were throwing up that gas about uh, John Morant getting a sneaker, right? Yep. I just, you threw a video in the chat for me and Sasha, and I I don't know that, I, I'm just going to paraphrase here. Everybody was like, John needs a shoe. And then like, I think your son, who was the pretty boy of the whole crew, right? <laughs> who was the one that, that practices his, his face in the mirror yes. was like. He ain't Kyrie, though. <laughs> that's how big of a stand your son that's, is about, that is about Kyrie. That is definitely his energy as it pertains to Kyrie. So we're at the game. Kids are loving life. We actually had a great time. I went out, had pizza, went down to the arena. I didn't get bothered that much. The mask helps with that. Like, you know. Um, Did you find your parking? Did you find your parking on time? Yeah, Did went, you do your to, thing? Did you good? Okay. Now, it was still a shit show. I didn't get home until 1.30 in the morning. Um, 
I had to fight traffic for an hour to get there, but it was worth it. The kids had a blast. And post game, as Brooklyn starts to come out, um, they have some of the dopest people on that team in terms of engaging with the kids that are sit, standing around, um, really giving a little bit of their time and a little of their self. Like, I forget what that's like. It's been a long time for me, right? But it means a lot to, to the kids, right? And I've always, like I told my son about Kyrie, like I can disagree with some of Kyrie's um, decisions as it pertains to that team and what went down this year. And it's my job. Like, I have to say that, like I, I pride myself on keeping it above. I have never questioned Kyrie, the human being, like the, the, the philanthropic efforts that he puts forth, what he cares about, how he is with kids, mine first and foremost. Um, and so after the game, bro, he was just, he was as gracious as ever with them as was KD. Um, I got to see Goran Dragic, which still calls me his vet. Like it was, it was vibes. I kicked it with Amari. Hey, was it one of those things where you were like, "I'm glad I came," because you you know I how you glad. you know how you glad. are, and you don't like to do this stuff. And then you got there, it was like, "I'm having fun. I'm having I fun, fun now." Yes, begrudgingly, I was that dude. I was having a good time. <laughs> By the end of the night, I had I was on one. So like, it was even better times because I was like, "Hey man, fuck it, we're here. I'm I'm oh. five in. Let's let's rock." I'm out of I'm out of the. You got me out of the house, guys. Okay, let's fucking rock. Let's we're we here. It. We did it. What is it like at, at like when you're a father and you're out here as a, a family man and you finally like you're not used to getting out of the house, but you finally just do it. Just like I'm here. I'm, I'm, I'm right here. I'm rocking. I'm, the, the vibes are here. Yeah. I, you know, you live through your kids, Logan, like you start to like the joy wasn't mine necessarily. It was theirs. And my joy came from watching theirs. Right. So mm-hmm. like when I'm looking down from you know, I was a couple rows behind them and I see my three boys sitting together like having a good time and laughing and pointing and, and taking pictures. Like I'm sitting with my wife having a beer and that's my joy. Right. And so post game as a, to, to relate it back to like Kyrie and KD and even Ben Simmons and all the people that gave their time to, to speak to them, like Kevin Kyrie specifically, right. Kyrie came over and hugged each one of my kids individually hugged me, gave them, gave them a little like pep talk each and every one of them told him he remembered them. And like, he, they were young pups last time he saw him like that. You know, I can talk as much shit I want about the decisions, but as a dad, that shit warms your heart, bro. Even if you hey, play. So did the hug, did the hug come before or after he remembered all your kids? Like where, when was that in the moment? No, I was like the, I, I think he walked, he might've dapped and hugged up two of my boys. Then he got to me. And we had a moment and then he got to my third boy and then, you know, I stepped back and he dealt with the kids, you know? And yeah. so it was cool, man. It's was it in your mind? Like, gracious. damn, we'd work. We have been critical of this man a lot. Would that cross your mind at all? Well, certainly because I mean, well, first of all, I don't imagine he listens, but you, you know, like as a player with so many, so many media outlets, having social media uh, availability and stuff, you never know what's gotten to him, but you know, I've all, again, like I'm not anti Kyrie ever. Like I am, I am, I have to weigh in and be opinionated on the decisions that he made and, and what type of situation Brooklyn was in because of, and those are my opinions, but I think Kyrie and I are in the same that we like, keep it a buck. Like whether we agree or not, I don't, that doesn't always have to be the case, but I can, I, like I said, I know his dad, his dad played at BU. I've known Kyrie a long time. He has always been really, really good people with kids, especially um, with what he cares about and all of that. And I'll always be fair to him. And he's again, I I watched the game, dog. Him and KD make some of the plays like 
only a few people on the planet make plays like that. So uh, you know how I was saying at the beginning of the pod, like our our week our weeks. I didn't see you, which you know I'm sad about. I didn't get to go to I didn't go to Miami, but you yeah. know, either way, our our I was saying our our uh, our lives pretty much intertwined a lot last last week. Mm-hmm. One of those moments was in Memphis, right? So um, you know, just like chit chatting with Kyrie, and I tell him like, "Yo, how." Uh, you know, like I just, you know, thanks for holding my guys, uh, kids down, you know, like, you know, you always told stories on the pod. You always were just like, yo, man, at the end of the day, he's always been cool to my kids, which is yeah. like, which has been dope. So I relayed the message, you know, not knowing because I thought she was going to be fake and not go to the game. I, didn't, I, you know, I didn't even think, yeah, I, I know. Right. right. So I, I'm saying like, yo, man, you know, it's really cool that, you know, what you did with Rah Rah and stuff. Um, and he's like, who? And I'm like, Raja. Oh, yeah, word, word. Um, and then, um, and so I tell him, like, what's going on? Like, yo, man, you know, I do this power, Raja. He, uh, you know, he always raves about how, you know, you've been cool, holding down with his kids and stuff. And he's like, yeah, man, that's what's up. And he looks me dead in the eye and he's like, see, man, we're connected. And our chakras <laughs> aligned at that moment. Right then, huh? Right then. Like, I right know, like, like, we're all, he's like, we're all connected, like, human beings. And yeah. Hey. That's a that's a all jokes aside, opinions aside. He is a fascinating human being, bro. Like he Word. is he is a very interesting dude. Um, and I can yeah, very interesting. There, okay. Will there be any more sl- Kyrie slander on the pot? If he does, I mean, not slander. I won't. No, not slander. And I, did we slander? I just I thought we both. No, I don't know. Really, I don't know if really slander, disagreed. but you know, like. You know, when I got that, when I saw that hug, I was like, oh, Raja, this for, for now in an instant, this is just like, OK, well, you know, I can't we can't say that it's it's over. Kyrie's a friend of the show now. Like, it's over. It's, I, don't I mean, I, I, I'm torn between being a dad and being a media person like, fuck it. He's good to my kids. No more Kyrie slander. We won't do it. There will be none. No Russ, no Kyrie. Off limits. <laughs> fuck it. We got Bill on. We'll see if Bill Bill's coming on in a bit. Bill's gonna rubber stamp that. We know more. Kyrie all right, before Bill comes no on, I gotta ask you a question though. Like, I don't even know. We're gonna talk all the NBA shit when Bill comes on. Did you watch the Oscars yesterday, buddy? Oh, I didn't Fuck watch the Oscars. Did you watch, watch what we what we came to talk about? Did you did you did you watch what I'm talking about? Dog, I'm gonna paint the picture, man. It ain't even that much painting. Will Smith came and slapped the shit out of Chris Rock on national television in front of billions of people. Um, because Chris Rock made a G.I. Jane joke about Jada Pinkett. He talked about his wife. Now, I'm not, I don't have, a, I'm not married, Raja. I'm not the father of children. So I'm asking you right now, as my OG, and as somebody that, you know, I look to for advice on these type of things. Would you recommend, next time I go to, like, if we don't, we get the pod awards and stuff, and we go to the award shows, because, you know, real ones, real ones hold mm. us down when it's our time, right? And some and Chris Rock is at this this podcast award show, and he just you know roast you know my queen or something like that. Would you recommend I go and slap the shit out of Chris Rock in that moment, Roger? Jesus, as someone who has lost his cool and smacked a person or two, um, try to put myself at the very in. least. By the way, yeah. See, here's what here's here's what's interesting to me, Logan. If I if I may. Um, Generally, when you do that and you lose who you are in that moment and you make this like it's not even a decision because you flipped out, that person is so close to you that it's inevitable. 
if you have to walk as far as Will Smith walk, I'd like to think that even myself, I would be able to say, hey, bro, this isn't a good idea. Somewhere along those 70 steps it took to get there. Not a good idea, Rara. Don't do that. Don't do it. But well, it didn't occur to Will Smith to die. My- <laughs> he, he, bro. But now listen, I thought it was staged. I saw the uncut version that looks very, very real. Um, yeah. Uh, what I was told, which changed my perspective on it, was that Jada suffers from alopecia. Um, yeah. And so they're hypersensitive to that. I, I, you know that my middle son has alopecia. And oh, yeah, I do. It is yeah. a constant daily reminder from kids that he has it to him. So it, it's, it's shaped his world in, in one way or another. And it, it can be you know, really tough as a parent or someone that loves someone that has it to deal with that. So I, I want to be fair to them. I, I, I still think you have to understand where you are and that the Oscars people are going to be made fun of and they're going to be jokes heads. But so I don't, I mean, I wouldn't have done that, but this, I could I just see like, it. but this rock could, 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 could Smith have just like said, yo man, like I'm gonna call, I'm gonna hit you, I'm gonna get you to the side and be like, yo, that wasn't cool no, yo, to yeah. smack the taste out of his mouth. On national tell, this is where I'm conflicted, right? Because there's the there's the side of like holding your queen down, and I I've looked at the clip extensively, Raja, forensically, bro, on yeah, every yeah, yeah. angle, right? Yeah. What happened was he Chris Rock made a GI Jane joke about about uh, Jada's Jada's hair or lack of hair, right? Mm-hmm. Will laughed. There was a clip where Will laughs, and then Jada, and then Jada looks at him. Like, like, what doesn't like do? what you're going to do. Yeah. Right. And will, I don't know their, I don't know their relationship dynamic. I'm not there. I don't know them. Right. But will I'm imagining saw that and was like, yo, Hey bro, check this out. And I see that he, in his mind, protected his queen. Comma. However, man, there was so many ramifications to this, bro. I'm not even talking about the award. We're not even talking about the award he was up for, which was King Richard, which is about the whole night was about Venus and Serena Williams. Yeah. Right. That's why we're here. That's why, that's why you got the award. Right. Yeah. You got to think about, in my opinion, you got to think about that too. all the ramifications of this phenomenally phenomenal slap. Right. You got to think of the ramifications that that comes with it. Right. We're not even talking about what we should be talking about, which is shout out to Will Serena and all everybody involved with that great movie. You just described a very rational approach um, that should have been taken, um, but you're not factoring in at that point. He's irrational, bro. When you get to that point, like there's no reasoning with me when I get to the point Will got to. And I know this. It's not a great. It's not a great part of who I am. I try to stay away from it as much as I can. But when I get there, I'm gone. And so there's no rational thought. Like you're absolutely right. Yeah. But there's no rational thought. Um. The crazy part to me was like, to your point, the look from Jada got you like that shit flipped you out because it wasn't the joke. It was also the, the joke was very tame. Honestly, it was I'm a benign joke. It was. It, was, it, it was. wasn't like was it funny? Not. It wasn't even really that funny, right? My man Will has had a he's had a fucking tough. It's been tough. I said to my wife last night. I said, <laughs> "Yo, it's been a tough little ride for Will, bro." And I like Will. It's been tough though. Last few years has been tough. Just, been tough. Just, we'll just we could just leave it at that. Leave it at that, bro. Let's take a quick break. We have a special guest on the other line coming. He really, really wants to talk about Boston. So, oh, nah. we'll be right back. This episode is supported by State Farm. 
man, I remember when I first got into a car accident, it was pure frustration because I did not have State Farm. And now that I do have State Farm, it is an exclamation of pure joy. But the only words that you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. And we are back. Rara, I was, we were starting the pod and, um, you know, we start and I get a text from our guests. And he's fucking disheveled right now. He's fucking disheveled. He just wanted to just like get out his frustrations because one Robert Williams has torn his uh, meniscus and he hasn't been able to vent yet. So we got Bill Simmons on just built one like just just what what's your feelings right now? What's going on? How do you feel? Are you okay? Are you in a dark place? Where are you at right now? Priscilla and I, we finished our pod at like 715 Pacific time yesterday. And I was like, this is great. I'm done. I'll watch the Oscars. What could go wrong? The Will Smith thing happens. I have to go go back, finish the pod with, with I got Jimmy Kimmel to come on. Really worried about Will Smith. I've loved that guy forever. I'm worried this might be his Tom Cruise jumping on the sofa moment. He might not be able to recover from this. Yeah. So then wake up this morning, more Will Smith stuff, trying to figure out my, and then all of a sudden, boom, Rob Williams, who was playing out of his mind every game. 25, 30 minutes, double, double, incredible defense, um, shoots 70 to 80%, depending on the game. It's like, statistically, you just put that dude in your lineup for 25, 30 minutes. It's like the best version of a center. Doesn't need the ball. All he does is positive stuff. He's, you know, I, I, he was a big reason why the Celts were just smoking everybody and their odds were like at plus 350 to make the conference finals before this injury. I haven't looked lately because I'm afraid, but I thought they were going to make the finals. I really did. Not as, as you know, I'm, I'm, I try to be level-headed with my team. Um, they were smoking everybody. And at some point it's just like, Hey, if Phoenix is killing everybody and Boston is killing everybody, maybe this is just how the finals is going to be. We're going to have these two because Phoenix, same thing, right? They're 61 and 14. Every time they get in a close game at the end of the game, they win. They execute better than anybody. They play defense better than anybody except the Celtics. And I just felt like we were headed for the 76 rematch. And now I don't know what to think, Raja. Bill, I I wish I had good news for you, man. But I mean, every time I say it about any team that wins a championship, there are a few things like you have to be playing great basketball. Um, You have to have stars that can score the ball. There are ingredients that go into a championship run. And one of them, usually first and foremost on the list, is being able to get lucky with the injury bug. 
Yes. And you've seen it derail multiple campaigns to win championships. And, you know, the meniscus is one of those where, you know, we were talking before we hopped on, depending on the severity of it, I guess, or the pain tolerance of the person who had, you, you could maybe play with it. Um, but man, you, you know, they don't have a whole lot of places to go. He was such an integral part of that number one defense in the NBA, you know? Raja knows because it happened in the mid 2000s Suns a couple of times. Yeah, absolutely. Like that. You just can't you, afford them. You, you can sometimes prevail with them, but it's, it's pretty hard. You saw the Lakers last year with Davis. I, I just think when history, when we look at the recent history of the meniscus injury, yeah. there is the guy that comes too comes back too soon. A la Derek Rose. And it fucks him up. Right. Yeah. And you were, and then you have the other side, which is Jared Jackson tears meniscus in the bubble. Does his rehab just meniscus is like that new injury now where it's just like, just give it a year. Just we'll see you in a year and we're going to yeah. we'll figure it out from there. And then you're fine. It's one of those is one of those things in recent history. Does that give you solace at all, Bill? That like if he just or no, because you're you're fucked up in a playoff run right now. How what is what is what are you feeling about the long term effects of the Celtics? Because it, it, it sucks because I, I think I talked to you in like this December and you were like, oh, man, I'm. I'm down, you know. We were terrible. I don't know if we're gonna trade. You guys were terrible. Now you yeah. guys have a bit of a run. This is this has been a roller coaster year for you, buddy. It really has because the when they weren't playing well the first two plus months, then the the Brown Tatum stuff starts. Right? Can these guys play together? And it, which I always thought, and I said over and over again, this is the dumbest conversation we can have. Like hey, these guys are 25 and under. They've never played with a point guard who really made them better ever. They've always played with scoring point guards. They've had really bad luck from an injury standpoint. And now we're just going to say one of them needs to go. Like, this is insane. Let's see them once with somebody who makes them better. I mean, that, was, that had big, big like, middle of the season, we have nothing else to talk about vibes. To- I remember just totally being in, media in the driven. where we, we were, were just like, what? We, we were, were on, on that, that too. No, we I mean, were, the question, we the, what we did, I mean, we didn't say they needed to be traded, but we certainly, so it's an interesting Topic at the it time, opened though. the door for it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. But I wasn't ready to go there. I wanted to see them for another year. You don't want to make, you don't want to trade either of those guys unless you're at rock bottom. They weren't at rock bottom. And what changed was, first of all, Williams went to another level. And then Smart, they finally just gave him the car keys, especially after they traded Schroeder. And it's like, all right, you're our point guard. And it was really the first time dating back to when they traded for Isaiah Thomas that he ever was the point guard. He was always playing off the ball. Um, sometimes the point guard, but not really enough. And it became his team and he went to another level. And now all of a sudden, and then Tatum was the last piece where the game just slowed down for him. You could see it happening in real time, game to game, where it was like, you know, the, the all-star game I think was helpful because he started. And then the Brooklyn game when he went toe to toe with Durant. And it was the first time he didn't seem like the little brother in the game. He was, he was like, I'm as good as this guy and I'm going to beat this guy. And when that happened, I was like, Oh, this is now, this is now happening. So yeah. now, who knows? I just think from a, a standpoint, uh, Jason was on a podcast a couple months ago and just really just laid all that stuff to rest. Like, hey, I love Jalen. I want to play with him. That re- yeah. ever since then, they've just been on a roll. They've just been on a roll yeah. just ever since he was like, hey, calm that shit down, relax, relax, relax. You said something about thinking about the Celtics going to the finals. I think that goes to a bigger point right now of I don't know what the fuck 
to make of the Eastern Conference in general. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I, I was in Brooklyn last week, and there were times in you know when I saw I saw Kyrie and Kevin play, where I was like, oh, if they get their shit together, I mean, they could figure something out. I don't know if they're going to the finals, but then you have the Milwaukee's, and then you have the Miami's who are a contender, but then go lose the Golden State, and with all their reserves, right? I just wh- Raja, what do you make of this Eastern Conference as a whole? I don't know what. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah, no, it's it's kind of wide open. Uh, the, the Miami, you know, I, I don't. Miami doesn't have the the guy. They don't. They don't have the dude that you need. They're really well put together. They play hard. They're gonna. They're squeezing every ounce they can get out of it. They don't have the guy, right? Playoffs, you got well, the guy. Their guy is Hero, which is dangerous yeah, for them because he's hit or miss. Right. Correct. Right. So so. You know, in that in that space, that I'd still argue you don't have you don't have the guy because the guy does it at, at a more consistent rate than Tyler does right now. Um, you know, uh, the 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 Celtics are right there with the injury. If he plays, like I still give him a chance. If he doesn't play, I do not give him a chance. Um, I like. All right, Raja. Jesus. I'm just. This is my opinion, Bill. Sorry. Have Look, you not I, seen Daniel Tice? See, like, could he be 80 <laughs> percent of Rob Williams? I don't think they. I, I think it's too fragile of a chemistry for you to extract a piece like Williams and and still expect to win it. Is that fair? Like, can you be competitive? Yeah, I wouldn't. You wouldn't be my favorite. So here, here's my counter. Milwaukee. Every time they take a step forward, they take a step back, and they've just done that all season. Brooklyn. Yep. Look. Kyrie playing once a week and it's been amazing to watch, but it's, if you're a professional athlete and you only have to play once a week in basketball, you're going to be really good. Mm-hmm. I want to see what it's like when they have to play every other day with the team they have relying on kind of how erratic that guy is week to week off the court. And not I, only I, that, their roster aside from those two guys is pretty bad. Depth is their <laughs> they, issue. A lot of role guys and they, you know, who, now you could say this about most teams, but who is their Tatum matchup? Who's guarding Tatum in a game five when they're in Boston and they need to win when they don't have Ben Simmons? They don't have anyone with size other than Durant. I saw a boy the other night, um, Bill. I was with Steve and I told him, I said, listen, man, because I watched him play the Heat and the Heat weren't very good, but uh, Kyrie's locked in defensively. KD had a good game. Like they were really balling. And I said, man, if you guys get Ben Simmons back, if you get him back, um, they become a problem for everybody in the Eastern Agreed. Conference. You can't sway me off of that. Um, but I just don't know whether he'll come back or not. And without him, they lack depth. Like KD and Kyrie have to be brilliant every night offensively. I, I I'm out on Ben Simmons this season. I don't think me it's too. gonna. I, I yeah, don't think too. it's gonna happen. You put, you get an epidural at this late in the stage in the season. Yes. Yeah, a a, he had a um I had a disc issue. I think it's herniated disc. I'm not. I'm no, not no. It, he had a herniated, herniated disc, disc, which is a lot different. Which, than, was, which Nash was like kind of tiptoeing around the whole week, would not tell yep. him. And then it leaks, and then it, and then he's like, "Oh, I guess you had a herniated disc." You don't. We don't. Raja knows this plane. You can't just plop into any situation in the middle of the playoffs and just expect to just be successful. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that they just play with under the prospects. They're never getting Ben Simmons until Dude. next season. I just went through this with my daughter who plays soccer and she, she did not have a herniated dish. She had the one, you know, that was a lower level than it, but we still had to rehab it for four months. And people don't realize, man, when you, when you come back and you're playing a physical sport and you just had a back injury and you don't trust it yet, it's no different than the knee. It it takes like, you have to take hits for a few weeks before you trust like that you're okay to think of just throwing him back into the fucking NBA playoffs 
when he's coming back from like a legitimate back injury where my daughter never had to have epidural and his, he had a herniated disc. Like I just don't see him coming back this year. I think it's crazy to assume that he will. Yeah. I'd imagine, I imagine he wouldn't come back this year, but I, I will tell you guys this, like Brooklyn, although they're not deep, um, if those two are cooking, you saw what they look like when they're not cooking. Like last night they were tired and shit, but yeah, if those two are cooking and and they're locked in. That's a scary prospect for anybody. That East is it's wide open. I'm taking. I'm not. I'm, I'm not as scared, here. Logan. You're not scared. Well, I'm about not. What? I wanted the. I wanted the Celtics to get the one seed. I'm not. This whole thing about jockeying to stay away from Brooklyn. Like the Celtics are better than Brooklyn. I'm not scared of Durant and Kyrie because it's like give them their seventy points. I still think we beat them. Any Here's game. The thing though, they still have. Two guys, though, I think you should be scared just a little bit. And, you know, and Raja always gets on my head about this just because I, I, I give him the benefit of the doubt on that. But, like, dog, Kevin's cold. We saw what happened against – if he goes Milwaukee level how he did last year, you guys, that's fine, you guys are in trouble. But it's the playoffs. You're playing good teams every round. Like, I, that's the part I don't get. It's like, yeah, you know who else I'm scared of? Phoenix. Like, yeah, there's yeah. five teams I'm scared of, but I don't think I don't think you can actually be scared of anybody. At some point, they're gonna have to play Brooklyn. I'd rather play them in the first round and get it over with, knowing that Simmons isn't gonna be in the series versus yeah. letting them have in a linger. I mean, ideally for the Celts, they get one. Brooklyn Milwaukee goes two seven. One of those two knock each other out, and then we don't have to see one of them, right? I don't think you're dealing. I mean, I I agree with you. There's no reason to be afraid. I don't think anyone's afraid of anyone, but. There are certain matchups out there that that pose more of a threat than others. And dealing with Kyrie and Kevin Durant um, and having a game plan and knowing that either one of them can just like completely destroy your game plan. That's something if you could navigate away from if I was a coach. Now, there are other things, right? Like they don't play great D, like they're not super deep. And so I hear you, but shit, I stay away from them. And they don't have size. I I just think Brooklyn's a pretty good matchup for the Celts. The team that scares me in the East as a matchup is Milwaukee because of the Giannis piece. Does Chicago yeah. even scare you at all? Is Chicago? They were a great story to start this, nah, this, they, the season. Are they even like even on your radar anymore? Well, no Lonzo. Looks like he's not coming back. And then I just think it's too easy to attack Vooch and pick and yeah. rolls when you need baskets. They haven't. I haven't seen Chicago solve that piece, no matter how good some of the perimeter guys have been. The guys that, you know, the fact that they have two guys who can get great shots in the last seven minutes of a game always is scary. Yeah. But it seems I, like they're a level. I thought it was Milwaukee and Boston, then Brooklyn, then Philly and Miami, then it drops again. And Brooklyn as the wild card if Simmons comes back. But if they don't have Simmons, I, I just think the East is better than it was last year. I want to I want to talk about the Western Conference a little bit. I was in Memphis and was thoroughly impressed by what they, their program down there. Now I do mm. think that they're I do think that they are a year ahead of schedule in the way that I think that they're better than last year's Hawks team, but they're still on that trajectory where hey, they came a year early. Um, I I think they're my dark horse finals team, man. If, wow. If, yeah, yeah, I'm going there. If they could figure out what the fuck's going on with John Morant, man. Like that knee issue. I was talking to some folks in, in Memphis. Some are like very concerned. Some are not. Verno is not concerned. But I think if they have everything together, I, I, I'd be scared of them in the Western Conference. I'm scared of them. They're really fucking good. With I'm gonna and do, without Ja. I'm going to do this for Raja. I did this on my pod last night, so I'll do the quick, quick version of it. I actually think the Suns are a lock if they don't get if they don't have an injury. I think they are a lock in the West because history tells us they are a lock. 
Like they have a chance to go 67 and 15, something like that. And you just look at the teams that have won 66 or more. It's only happened 17 times. 12 of those teams have won the title. And then I went back and I looked at how many of those teams also were at least eight games better than every other team in the league, which the Suns are right now. They have a plus nine over every other team. And it was 67 Sixers plus eight, 72 Bucks plus 14, 73 Celtics plus eight, 92 Bills, Bulls plus 10, 96 Bulls plus eight, 2000 Lakers plus 12. Five of those six teams won the title. 73 Celtics got hurt. That's why they didn't make the finals. So you're just like, you're just looking at history with how they're kicking everybody's ass for five, six straight months. It would actually be shocking if somebody beat them in the West. And I don't think other than, and if you told me Ja was healthy, all right, now I'm mildly interested, but I just, Raj, I just feel like, aren't people, I know everybody's saying this, but I really think it's true. People are actually sleeping on how awesome the Suns team is. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously I don't have all those numbers. Like I didn't go digging into it like that, but I'm, I'm fully prepared to tell you that uh, barring any kind of catastrophic injury, the Suns are my favorite. I expect them to be in the finals this year. They're, they're, they're just yeah. that good. You can watch them. The body of work. It's been Get over on the, the course program, of the season. Logan. Facts. I know. I know. No, I, I like know. Milwaukee. I'm, I'm, here. I'm, I'm here. I hear you though. I hear you, uh, Logan. Like if you're talking about, not talking Milwaukee, about I'm sorry, Memphis. I like them. I think they're a really good team. I think they could, you know, put you they're in an entertaining scared, series. They're just not scared, bro. Just, yeah. We've seen all these with younger teams. When they're just, they don't give a fuck about anything that you're doing. When Brooklyn was there, um, Ja's dad is on the sidelines talking big cash shit, mm. right? They're saying, they, they, Raj, you'll love this. They play whoop that trick after they beat them handily. Just, oh. just not give it up. DJ, wow. man. It's, and then you walk around the city, they're with it. They're like, we're here. We don't give a fuck. And you, I have not seen a star that has just ingratiated its, uh, himself into a city where you just know he's going to be there for 20 years and he's just going to, he, I don't, he doesn't want to go anywhere. I haven't seen a star like that in job where the city just loves him. He's that talented. And then, He's going to be there for a long time. I love everything about Memphis. And I think if they're fully healthy, they're a team to be reckoned with. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm putting all my chips in for Memphis, Bill. I'm putting all my chips in if they're healthy. I I got to say I'm offended that you went to Raja for your whip that trick reference. <laughs> like I wasn't going to get it. <laughs> what am I, Sorry, in a nursing I, home? I, man, I don't know, baby. I don't know. I, I don't know if you was outside, Bill. You I think I, I didn't know. see that movie? What do you mean? Was outside. That's Come great. On. Um, yeah, I, look, the Golden State piece of it, it just seems like they've had the season of hell in some of these ways, and I, I'm not sure they can get their shit together. But that's the thing with the playoffs. Like, I, I'm not ready to count them out as, like, the other contender. They're the team you, know? you can't, you always got to give the benefit of the doubt Yeah, because you figure, too. like, yeah, if it goes longer, once they get past round one, round two, Draymond, they, you could see, like, oh, they have two 20-point blowouts at home, and it's like, oh, here come the words, but. I just think if the Suns are healthy, nobody's beating them in the West. I, I, it's funny because if it, it depends on the version of Golden State you're looking at, man. If the early season Golden State, if they were playing this this Suns team, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, they're going to fucking win in six and they're going back to the finals, they're winning it all. Right now, you know this, Bill, when, you, when you've seen just in, in past years, it does, sometimes it just matters when the injury happens, when the injury yep. happens. And the Steph injury happened at a weird time. Your guy, Marcus Smart, out here wilding. I, I talked to Raja. Oh, Ra- 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 that was a Sunday oh, for Raja. Come on. Raja's on. But, but when, just when that injury happens, 
I just, I don't know. I don't know Steph is like one of those guys. He's like Kevin in that way where they just fucking, when they get on the court, they're fine. But I just, that's a weird injury too close to the postseason. And those guys haven't played with each other, uh, Steph, Clay, and Dre all year. It's just, it's bad juju going down into the playoffs. That's all I'm saying. I don't, I'm, I'm kind of, I was in on Golden. You guys both know I was in on Golden State throughout the whole season. I'm just, I'm, I'm going to Memphis. Well, Golden State, Phoenix became what we thought Golden State was going to be. Yeah. They got the, I think Phoenix was like nine and nine. They had the Sarver thing going. They're just annihilating everybody, you know? And, and I don't know, man, I, Russell and I were talking yesterday about the MVP and it's the three guys and it's Giannis or Jokic or Embiid and it's going to come down to game 82. But like, if you're talking about actual most valuable thing of the season, it's the Paul Booker backcourt. That's the most that's, valuable. See, that's entity. only variance, though. That's only variance. I don't know how, like, as you can speak to this, I don't know how, how healthy history suggests that Chris Paul does not stay healthy. He looked, these, uh, he looked shows. really good yesterday. Well, yeah, yeah but we're not, ta- I'm not talking about in no, March, I know, but I, I felt good about him what I saw yesterday. Okay. Yeah, and to your to your point about the the timing of an injury, like his injury, his injury that you know is coming, it happened at a good time, right? Like. He's yeah. healthy now. And then you had all of that rest. Like, you know, those are miles that would be accumulating, you know, going into the playoffs that he, you know, he had time off. It's funny. They, they, their bench can also not only extend leads, which was what Memphis has too. But as you think about like, where are they going to land historically? Like they have a chance to go 68 and 14. <laughs> the, yeah. the, the teams that there's only, there's only been six teams ever that had 68 woods or more, you know? And I, I, I just think people aren't focused on it. And at some point, it's not a sample size. This is who you are. And they beat everybody. And that's yeah. like the Celtics, smaller sample size, but for two months, they're beating everybody. And at some point, that's, you know, that's not a sample size anymore. That's just who you are. How do we get back to the Celtics? Yeah. Who's that? All time. You know, can, you know can, I'm ready. What, what else do you want to know? I, I, you, you know, I'm completely out on that. I saw them over the last week. I've seen them a couple times. Utah. Utah is just in a, yeah, it's just in a dower spot. It's fucking over. It's just, it's over, dog. I just, I, I don't like watching them play basketball. It's not fun. We, Nothing you know, about it's not them. over. You know, it's not over. What's that? When does the Mitchell Nick stuff start? Okay. When, so they're, here's when they're down two nothing in the, in round one, when is it, when does that kick in? It's just one of those things with, like, it's big mellow 2010 vibes right now from um, from Donovan Mitchell and to the point where it's like, hey, you can trade for Donovan Mitchell to go to the Knicks, but like, what are you gonna be at the end of the day? You're probably gonna be a forty to forty five win team. Who's who can they trade for? What are they gonna trade? They're gonna trade Barrett. What other assets do the Knicks have? Like, what are they going to do to put a good team around and to the point where it's better than the situation he has in Utah? That's the question. Well, it's New York. His uncle's there. Worldwide Wes. It's his guy. Grew up on the East Coast. He totally gets the New York thing. You go there, you become the savior. That franchise is embattled, to say the least. And in Utah, you're going nowhere. You're just you're just you're, this, you're just man. treading water in the pool in Utah. You you have Knicks, no upside. Knicks fans, Raja, uh, is spending just the time that I spent in New York are a sad bunch, bro. It's a sad bunch. Like just to the point of you're not you're juiced to get a star to make you win fifty games tops. You're never gonna win a title by, with that attitude. But they're just like, well, you know, we need to get the propaganda going. You know, mellow to God. You know, three to the dome. We had a great, but it's like, really? 
It's not that's what you want. That's that's what's that's what you did all that to get that. Now, now you're being a bully. You're picking. I'm just gonna. You're I'm picking out a weak link. I'm gonna add to that though because like. Not that this would factor into Donovan's decision, but it's a real thing. When you're not good in New York, you hear about that shit. Like they're they're on you. You're not, you know, you're not great in Utah. You're not winning a championship in Utah. They still ride with you. You know, as long as you're out there doing your thing, it's different. I mean, I guess that speaks to the level of pressure in in a market like New York, right? But you know, there's always New York is always a place. Like I've told you, um, I played in some great places, enjoyed my stay in most of them. And I still wish I had gotten a chance to play in New York. So it's always going to happen. The propaganda's that. there. It's heavy, but it's yeah. like, dog, you're not going to win a title there. It's not going to happen. Bill, you, when you I, felt we'll it, go. though, and even in round one last year, the energy in that building, you know, and the, the energy of the building, which, by the way, prompted them to stupidly double down on that team that lost in five to the Hawks. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm not Here's gonna Derek lie. Rose, 13 million. Team. Here's Derek Rose. Like, oh, my God. Great. Tim's were <laughs> in the air. Just, just they were clapping. clapping. They were clapping. They won one playoff game. That's all and they, you need. They it's... completely lost their minds. They gave Rando an extension. They didn't even need to. They he could hey, just man. played it out this year. Listen, the A's have sucked for a long time. We go to a postseason and win one series, won anything. It's popping out here. I get it. I understand. Yeah, I but understand wait, how that's that's different analogy though, because the A's have always been like the. You know the cheap team that's had to outthink everybody and, and try that's to fair. like time it for one year. The Knicks are the in New York. I'm just saying I understand, Bill. I I would like to. I I want to talk about. It's, it's funny we I we don't like talking about this team, but we always talk about this team. Mm. The fucking Lakers, man. If I were to oh. tell you oh, right yeah. now, if I were to tell you in October that they are going to play their way out of the playing game down the stretch, what would you have said? Raja, Logan knows how to cheer me up. This is the first time I've been happy all morning. I'm fucking Raja, pissed, Raja man. Knew this I was sucks. In pain. This sucks, man. They're going to miss the playing tournament. It's pretty clear now. Have you seen their schedule? They have one easy game left. They, they have OKC. That's like the only easy game on the schedule. And LeBron is now hurt. I was looking at the odds on FanDuel. And they have the, uh, to make the playoffs odds. They have the same odds as the Spurs to make the play-in tournament. Now, only one of those two teams can make it. Have you seen the Spurs? they got like Landale and all these dudes out there. Like, uh, I don't think they make it. That that shit went from like interesting to watch to like not great to watch. It's fucking hard to watch now. Like it's, you can't even watch it. I can't watch it. Bruh, you, you know this because you talk to me twice a week. Bill knows this because I contemplated wearing a fucking Lakers hat at his house, and I, and you, I will. And do you it. contemplated moving here too, but now you're I'm, now that's not I, happening either. <laughs> <laughs> He's staying in the Bay now. He doesn't want to be near this Lakers I, team. I can't fucking do it. I'm a huge. You guys both know I'm a huge Lakers fan. This is probably aesthetically the worst Lakers team I've seen in a long time. Like I have never not liked a Lakers team this much since. The 0405 team is up there, right? Mm. That 12, 13 year is up there, right? But I don't think I've ever disliked a Lakers team this much where I am just, at least the 12, 13 season, Kobe just went nuclear and just said, I'm just going to take this season by the balls and I'm, we're going to just will us to a title. There was something there. This team is just, they don't die for loose balls. They don't care. It's just, it's not a fun watch. How's LA right now? What's LA like right now with this Lakers team? Simmons. 
I just think LeBron, I don't think, feels like a true Laker, right? Because he only got here yeah. a couple years ago. But the, I, the big thing, the big topic out here is just Davis and what what is that at this point where when they trade for him, he's 25 and it's a whole summer of Wilt, Kareem, Shaq, and now Anthony Davis. They did it again. And he was somebody that was talented enough that it didn't seem crazy to put him in a sentence like that. Raja, three years later. You're speaking Raja's language. Three years later, he's 28. He's basically been able to stay healthy for this one bubble season we had for 10 weeks. And then other than that, he can't stay on the court. And he's going to be 29 next year with a huge salary. And I think the Laker fans out here are like, what's next for us? Because LeBron was supposed to pass the torch to Davis. Is that, is this oh. guy, can he be the face of our franchise? <laughs> Raja, Raja, Raja's, Raja's shaking his head no. Raja's coming in hot. I didn't try to told y'all. Okay, I'm gonna break the English. I I didn't try to told y'all. He is not the dude to take that baton and take the Lakers where they want to go or where they're accustomed to being. He's just, and it's not. It is a slight, right? As I say it, but it's not meant as one. This is just me keeping it a buck. Like he is not physically, durability speaking, able to do that. Um, his talent should be able to do that, but it's the makeup of 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 like, you know, the fiber of who you are that also plays into whether or not you're a guy dependable enough to take a championship level organization and keep it at that standard. And I don't believe him to be that. And I, that's my opinion. I said it when they traded for him. I think I said it, Bill, maybe the first time I was on your pod, I scream it on this platform. I just don't, I don't think he's that but, guy. But three years ago, it was at least conceivable. It was, it was, I was but in now the minority. Now he's 10 years in the league and this kind of might be who he is. That's who he is. It, it's it's just, it's it's a tough it's a tough go right and then you keep getting I'm up in the bay and so Sacramento's not too far up and so in the beginning of the season you just keep getting reminded of like what there was an early season game Kings Lakers where Buddy Hill I don't know if you saw it or either one of you guys saw I it saw it where Buddy Hill they just go into overtime and Buddy Hill hits the jumper late down the stretch and just talking big shit cash shit and like tears are just. I was in sack when that happened. Just it, the game was in LA. I'm in sack. Just tears just coming down my eyes, right? And then, just, just you know, nothing goes right this season. And then another year of LeBron just getting older, and just he's these knickknack injuries are just sticking with him now. They're just it's just it started ironically in the Bay when he got that hand like growing injury, and it's just like it's been downhill from there ever since. And I just. It's one thing I. It's one thing to suck, and it's one thing to be a title contender. The worst thing you can be is just in the middle, and that's what the, the Lakers are right. In the now. middle, they're not even in the middle because they don't have picks. It's not even like they can tank. Like if they had their pick this year, LeBron already been shut down. So how about Robert Williams, Bill? How about um, how are you feeling about Robert Williams right now? How do you how are you doing? Before we get you out of here, we did we did talk about um, <laughs> you did talk about uh, Will Smith, and I know we can talk to you go on your pod and talk about this. But what are the what's the fallout of this, man? Like he's this is unprecedented. I don't know. I've been I've watched the Oscars on and off. I did not watch last night's, but for someone. We're, we had to talk about this in the earlier segment for someone as big of a star yeah. as Will Smith to go up to someone as big of a star as Chris Rock and smack the shit out of him on live television 
on the biggest Disney stage. Networks. On the biggest stage. On the biggest yeah. stage. What what is what could come next after this? I don't. I he didn't even apologize afterwards. He didn't. I don't. It just. It was all bad. Last night was just not great. Yeah, right now it's almost ten thirty. I kept. Well, first of all, he didn't apologize in the speech to Chris Rock. Which his, was a, a L, his which son is an L. came up the top rope and did a tweet about like this is how we do it or something like that. That yeah, you didn't see that, Raja? <laughs> no, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. Yeah, <laughs> he came off top rope like basically saying, "Yeah, don't mess with us." And I, I think there was a chance where they could have you, you know you get the PR sides together and Chris and Will they do something and maybe they say they're going to host the Oscars next year and they try to defuse it. But now if I'm Chris, I'm like fuck that. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm not helping this guy out, and I'm going to use this as ammo. And you, he's going on tour this year. I'm going to use it for my act, basically. Yeah, I, I'm going. It's like I'm you going. know what? This I'm going to be the winner of this. Like he handled himself with dignity last night. Um, I think I think he. I I don't think this gets solved. And for Will, it's like I said this to you before we went on. It feels like the Tom Cruise jumping on the sofa moment where it's like this really, really crazy weird moment that is kind of unrecoverable for people. They're just going to think about this in the first sentence when they think about him. And Will Smith had a unanimous approval rating. Everybody yeah. loved Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I, yeah. I, 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 Bill, I said it, I don't know, you might not have even been in the meeting yet, but we, on the segment before this, I, I, I'm worried for his, for his mental health, for who, like, yeah. I think, I, I think he's had a rough couple years and the dude that I saw last night, like I've been in that space where you've lost it. But what, what I said was I'm basically in that space for a quick moment. And you know, the lash out is, is quick and whatever's close to me. Right. The fact yeah. that he stayed in that moment for the entire walk up, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's then after for his speech. Yeah. That was really, like an hour later. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think it was such an intense night for him. He's probably so nervous about um, whether he's going to win or not. And then combined with saw his wife was upset and he just kind of, it all kind of added up. But yeah, it's such a bummer when, you know, the only winner as usual was Denzel. <laughs> Denzel, <laughs> Denzel is just like, he always wins. Jimmy and I talked about it last night on my pod. Like, that dude, no matter what the situation is, he's going to be the coolest guy in the room and he's going to have the best advice and he's going to handle it the best. He's he's the fucking, the all-time best. <laughs> you bring up Denzel, which is an interesting point because I was, I'm thinking about this. When we talk about Will Smith and, you know, we're going to big rewatchables time right now. When we talk about yeah. Will Smith, he's one of those guys, and me and you have texted about this a lot, Simmons, where in terms of black actors, he is one of the defining ones of his generation. But from an Oscar standpoint, he has not been able, he has not gotten validated for being such, right? He is not in that class. In terms of popularity, he is in the class of Denzel, but in terms of acclaim and all these things, he is not, absolutely not. But when it comes to the Oscars, he's one of those guys that really wanted an Oscar to validate a lot of the acting that he's done, a lot of those things. So on yeah. a night where he is about to get that, and we knew that and, there's other ramifications too. He does this. That's that fucks him up. We don't think about the Oscars yeah. and his only. I don't know if it's his only Oscar. I'm pretty sure it is. But oh no, that's a hundred percent his only Oscar. He'd only we, been nominated we, twice, right? So when we think about that, the only thing about we're gonna think about, we're not gonna think about the fact that yo, this is fucking Venus and Serena's big moment. This is the Williams yeah. family's big moment. 
We're not going to think about, oh, this is finally Will Smith's time to get validated as an actor. We're going to think about how he was in his feelings and went up and smacked the shit out of one of the greatest comedians of all time for telling, a honestly, a tame joke when it comes down to it. Yeah. That's tough. It's, he just lost it. He lost it. And it became, you know, it became like the Artes Melee or Tyson, Jimmy mentioned Tyson biting Holyfield's ear. Yeah. These moments that you can't believe when it's happening and you know you're always going to remember it. But then as the day, as the hours pass, 12 hours later, you're thinking about it. And, you know, it's like, I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. I love Will Smith. I feel like he really fucked up. And I, I don't, I don't know what his way out is on this, but it's, as you said, like completely taints this night that should have been incredible for him. He's finally on the same level as Denzel. You know, he finally gets an Oscar. He joins the club. Yeah. So I just my question: What? Who, nobody there cares about Will Smith. I, I hear like no one knew what he was going, to, but no one thought to like get up and be like, "Yo, bro, where are you going? Hey, what's up? Hey, where are you going, bud?" Like nobody. Like yeah, that's. You, I guess in sports, you you guys are conditioned. Like if something's going to happen, you you have all of these like instant reaction kind of prototypes you follow. Right. Like, oh, there's a brawl might be happening on the court. Nobody else go on the court. Like you can. But in real time, if you're at the Oscars, you're just sitting there. You probably had a gummy. You just kind of zoned out. Just watching him walk. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh yeah, shit. A couple of glasses of wine in you. <laughs> and you're just kind of... And then all of a sudden, Will Smith, it's like he's coming out of the TV on stage. I don't know. There but so even my wife, my wife would have grabbed my arm as soon as I stood up, knowing me, yeah. right? Like, and you have to <laughs> right. know Will. My wife would have grabbed the back of my shirt like, bro, no, don't you fuck. Nope. Not going to do it. Sit down. The, you know, there were so that? many moments on that where it's like, oh shit! Like the only the closest thing I can think of that's in comparison is a Taylor Swift Kanye moment, right? Where it's so right. many moments of like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Wait, what the fuck? And then after he smacks the shit out of him, when he comes back down, he says, "Keep my wife's name out of your mouth." You see people in the back, like, is this really fucking happening right now? For the he third it again. time, Simmons, you said one of the like, how does he, how could he have? asking how he could have salvaged this. Honestly, he could have salvaged it with an apology during the, the speech. He could have just started out saying, I fucked up. I apologize. I just... He, but, because but that shit looked Logan, contrived. He didn't, he didn't want to apologize. He was still mad. That was why... That was <laughs> an hour later, thing. he was still pissed off. That's where I'm at, Bill. Like yeah. It's one thing if you snap. It's a whole nother thing to just be enraged for the net for the evening. I'm worried yeah. about it. He was enraged for the evening because he crafted that whole speech around Richard Williams was a guy who defended his family. And yeah. he, he was basically saying like, not only am I not apologizing, I did that for a reason. I have breaking news. Irene from the real world Seattle season texted or tweeted a message to Chris Rock from Irene from real world Seattle. It gets better. Hashtag Oscars, hashtag the slap. Sasha mentioned her before we started taping. Irene is back. Sasha. Wait, so who? All right, let's do a definitive list before we get out of here. The top slaps because Sasha Mack did bring bring that up. The the real world Seattle uh, slap. Yeah. My one, my number one is this slap of all this. This the will slap is the number one. Number two is probably Rick James. Slapping the shit out of a fictional Charlie Murphy, and yep. then number three is Charlie Murphy smacking the shit out of fictional real J uh, Rick James. I guess the third is the Seattle one. I'm gonna go Ra Raja. Who's your Who's your top? Let's say top three, top four slaps, and then I'll go to Bill. 
I, I, other than the ones that you just mentioned, I don't know any other slaps. I haven't, I haven't, it's rare that I see a grown man slap another grown man. So like, I'm just, I'm going to tell you again, Nipsey slapping the shit out of somebody at BET weekend, 2018. That's also up there. That's my number five. Yeah. Again, I'm just going to say this. I, if you go up there, I would, I would have liked you. I mean, if, if you're feeling like that, why not punch him? Is that, is that too much? I mean, if you're, I'm not advocating for the punch. I'm just saying if you're feeling like mm. that, like the I, punch, so, the punch takes it to a whole other level. Now you're fighting on the stage, but that's what you went up there for. He wasn't really about well, that life, dude. And Chris, I think thought it was, he was having fun and then he got slapped and then yeah, for a split was. second, clenched his fist and then was like, I'm going to let this go. I have first slaps, uh, Vito Corleone slapping Johnny Fontaine in the original Godfather. I know it's a movie, but when he does it, you can act like a man. Yeah. And he just like whacks him. There's been some good movie slaps, but real life, I don't. What about NBA? Well, no, it, I was thinking about this. So Shaq and Brad Miller, if he would have connected, that would have been the greatest slap of all well, time. Do you, remember that? You, Do you remember that back in the day? I think this hurt. Yeah, I remember, but this hurts. But there was an actual slap. Sedale 3, Danny Ainge. Hurts me to say this because it happened to one of my Celts in the 80s. You can watch on YouTube. They got into it. Ainge kind of started it. And Sedale 3 open hand smacked him. Is that the tackle? And then they tackled somebody? No. He he smacks him. And Ainge is kind of like, he kind of like almost knocked him out. But yeah. it was the open hand side. But if you watch, like Ainge is kind of like staggering for the next couple seconds. And the, guy, and the people come in. And it's like the hardest slap I've ever seen. So I, I would include that. I would encourage you guys to look at that one on YouTube. I'm going to check that one out. I'm it's trying to differentiate one. the slap and the punch because on Friday, there's the, there's the iconic punch. You got knocked the fuck out. But that doesn't count. It's a sla- there's a difference between a slap and a punch, right? There's there's definitely a difference. It's a fundamental yeah, a slap, difference. A slap stings. A punch yeah. could like legitimately knock you out. Yeah, I think okay. would be the difference. All right. Wow. Well, I have... It says classic NBA fight. I went on YouTube to look at it, and it said it's an account that's Raja. The account is Raja Bell, but it's <laughs> Raja. Obviously not you. I'm gonna mail this to you guys. Wait before we go, you guys have are you maybe you can't watch this at the same time as Rudin the Pop, but I just sent it to you. Danny Ainge getting like I'm completely looking. staggered. Hold on, I'm looking that? right now. I'm looking. Oh, I'm seeing. It's only like ten seconds. seconds. Oh wait, hold on. He's talking. He's talking to him. He's talking to him. Hold on. Here he goes. Pushes, pushes, threat. Wow. That's not a slap, Bill. That's not a you slap. You think that's, that's a, a punch? Mush. That's a mush. That's was a like mush. Open hand. What do you call it? The hard open hand push that's shove. A, that's a mush. That's just like, a, right. uh, get away from me. That's not a slap. Sorry. I didn't wait. see it. I'm on voice recorder. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Wait, before we go, before we go, because I always ask Roger this just quickly. How worried are we for our guy scale one to 10 right now? Because mm. it, mm. it there was a point in the Good season question. when Raja was like a nine point seven. Yeah, I was. I was. It was. It was. Uh, I th- I think we're at a five, Bill. I saw. That's where I night. was. I was at a five. I'm, yeah. I'm at even five. Yeah, so even five I, right now. I saw him last week. Raja made this point. Every time we talk about Steve, preface preface this by saying we love Steve. Steve's friend of the show. Steve's gonna he's gonna come on the pod at some point. At some point, I don't know what. Steve's but, our guy. But, comma, however, but Raja says fully that he's full of shit sometimes. I I don't know him the way Raja does, but I do know this. 
when I interview the the interview the Steve Nash that I interview versus the Steve Nash that I talk to are two completely different people. It's all well, Logan, it's all you know what that same. is? That's a Canadian thing. <laughs> they, are, they are nice and pleasant, but underneath, you don't know what yeah. you're getting. I, did, yeah. I just the I, Canadians, I, I, man. He's great. He's amazing. And then you put the recorder. He's just you could. It was funny because there was some things that I did. I might, I may no, or may not be writing something he, this week. He's great when the interview goes off too. He's just different. But he just turned. No, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. There was something that I needed from. Like I said, I may or may not be writing something this week. But I put the recorder to him, right? And we're talking, and like you know, we get the little sidle, and I talk to him. And then I turn the recorder off, and then he's like, "Hey, what up? What up?" And then I put the recorder back on because I needed one more question. He's like, just like somber, and his face just <laughs> yeah, goes he's smart. like, "Yeah, that's right." That's why he's <laughs> He's I'm just up, used brother. to like I'm used to Kurt just like you know stream of consciousness, and is just gonna talk whether the same whether the mic is on or you know, I'm not, you know I wasn't used to that. You know I wasn't what used that to is that side. Honestly, breaking that down, I mean, it's it's personality for sure, but it's also that Steve Kerr wasn't the same type of star that Steve Nash was when they played. Mm, and definitely. so you learn to get in front of microphones as a player and button it up real quick, you know? Like, I can yeah. say whatever the hell I want. There were very little ramifications for me. Steve's, Kobe's, those dudes had to learn I'm how to get in front of a I'm scared to see you as a head coach. Me and, and Bill got to go to Florida and just watch a game and see how you just... just we just got to see one of no, you. Know, you don't, Bill, don't let's, see let's make that happen. We'll figure it out. We'll go to Florida. I would love we'll that. see how... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Steve, that's a good point about the Steve. Steve Nash from basically 03 on had a different spotlight. And then especially when he went to Phoenix and he was two-time MVP, mm-hmm. taking a lot of shit from the, for the awards, including from people like me, because I didn't think he deserved two in a row. But, you know, I, I, I think he was just kind of always in the middle and you get like a different level of kind of grit when you're taking shit like that on a big stage. And he had yeah. a lot better than Will Smith did, by the way. <laughs> I just, I just want to say, I can't wait to just like get a glimpse of the Steve Nash that Raja knows, and that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to just say. Steve Nash, a tough mf'er. Yeah. You go, go watch that YouTube clip when he's like gushing blood out of his nose. <laughs> he's still he's like making threes. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Man, and his like, eyes—they couldn't control. It costs a chip. Man. Damn. We always get to just like Phoenix Suns heartbreak, no matter what, <laughs> like at all times. Well, we won't. And we won't after the finals because the boy's about to bring it home. Can we get Roger to a game? Let's get Roger to a fucking Phoenix Suns oh, game. I Pop. told you. If, they, if they're in the finals, I'm in the Valley, so. All right. Let's fucking do it. Pop, we're going to do real ones from, uh, from uh, Scottsdale. Fuck the, it. Here's how real this Suns thing is. They got to figure out a fucking Sarver plan if they win Dude. the chip. What are they going to do with that? That is Yo, like the Al elephant is out here going to be out here in these streets, man. It's like it's not going to be pleasant. It's 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 coming. him holding him holding the the Larry Trophy. <laughs> that, they yeah. better figure that shit out soon. <laughs> they have like Very two months because that team's going to be in the finals. Now they got to no, they got like two and a half weeks. Sharp to say that if I don't see no uh, progress in this investigation, we coming, we rolling mm-hmm. through. That's they better figure that out. All right, guys, good to see you. That was another edition of Real Ones on Monday. We'll see you guys every Monday and Thursday. But in the meantime, make sure you check out our other Ringer Slate. That is Mismatch. That is Group Chat. That is The Void with KLC. Fall the Void!
Make sure you check out Mismatch. Make sure you check out all of our other stuff on the NBA feed. Also, make sure you check out Icons Club. Me and Bill texted about that. Really great show with Jackie Mac. Auntie Jackie just did a great job. It's amazing. Go make sure you go check that out. Make sure you go. Let's keep the propaganda going, Raja. Make sure you check out R2C2 with who? Raja Bell. Vallejo legend, the Crestside Clown, CC Sabathia. Also, we're working on a new ringer podcast hosted by Raja where he interviews people who snapped and then uh, decides the first whether guess. it was justified or not. How he would have handled the situation. <laughs> <laughs> Let's keep the propaganda going. Make sure you check out Black Girl Songbook Season 3 is here. Town Ooh, legend. Town legend, Miss Danielle Smith. Mm, we in the motherfucking house. Holla. Stretch run, baby. Stretch run, baby.